Welcome to We Are His Servants Bible Study, a Bible study that breaks down each book chapter by chapter to give you a little bit more insight and application in your daily life. No matter how long you've walked with Jesus, there is something for you. Please hit the follow button and check us out on all major platforms. Now to the show. Good takeaways. Yeah. So application time. Application time brought to you by are, are we Bucky's? Are we changing are we? the name or are we still? No. no, we're good, man. Keep it ride. Okay. Keep, keep, we're going to keep it the way it is. Okay. We're going to ride that out because we haven't talked about it. Okay, cool. What we should have done that. Th- thoughts from the back pew. We'll go with that. Thoughts from the back pew. <laughs> we, can, we can make this portion thoughts from the back pew. There we go. Back the pew thoughts. Thoughts from the back pew. Mm-hmm. One of those. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. So are we, are we on? We are on. We are always oh, on. I can't dude. see that side of the table. So Thoughts okay. from the back pew boys. Thoughts from the back pew boys. Here it goes. All right. So sounds, sounds like a crappy Christian band from the <laughs> <laughs> Backstreet Boys, but yeah. like a Christian version. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That aged me. <clears throat> oh, man. Backstreet pew boys are back. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm embarrassed for you. I, yeah. I should be. That's good. If I got embarrassed, <laughs> I would be. <laughs> All right, so application for this chapter. Um, I have three of them that I thought were pretty big. Um, the first one we see in verses 3 and 4. Um, so it basically says in, in 3 that Abram goes back to the beginning. In verse 4 it says that then he called upon the name of the Lord. So the big thing I get from that is that um, you know we move away from God. God doesn't move away from us. So Abram had to move back to Bethel where this altar was, or in the, you know, towards Bethel. Which is pretty cool too, because I think um, I think it's cool at least because Bethel actually means the house of God. So I think it's pretty fitting for the story. So he physically moves back to God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, God didn't leave him, so he had to move back to him. Um, I, I actually kind of while listening to a, another um, another guy talk about this this uh, chapter, and he actually talks about it in the aspect of like renewing your wedding vows. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to do that, right? It's not like required to like make your marriage. But it's sanctifier, sanctifier thing. But it's kind of what, it, kind of the same kind of thing. You could also think about it as, um, oh, what's it called when we do it? Uh, this student remembers of me, and you take the the bread and the wine. The ki- communion. Communion. It's kind of like almost communion. Like you're you're taking a sanctified moment to like really appreciate what God's done for you. You know, it's kind of yeah. like that. You're going back to a, a certain thing, and you know, really putting special attention on it. A rededication. Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of what you see from Abram here. Is he's going back to Canaan the land that God gave him, back to his original altar that he built and calling upon God. Yeah, um, where he was supposed to be. Where he's supposed to be the whole time. For Egypt. Yeah. And, then, and then he got sidetracked, not listening to God because of famine. He went his own way. So takeaway one is God doesn't leave us. We leave him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a pretty, pretty big one. Uh, the next one I thought, which I think is a little bit more conversation heavy, um, my second point then would be we see in verse 6, that Abraham and Lot's possessions are so great that they both can't dwell in the same location. And like we mentioned in the, the in yesterday's uh, podcast, it's not just them. It's their families, their tribes, their herdsmen. It's like it's a whole production, right? Yeah. But one of my first thoughts when I read this was, you know, if this was me and my family, you know, would I be willing to give up some of my possessions to, to keep to a relationship? To, yeah, to <laughs> maintain my relationship, right? <clears throat> um, so that's my first thought, and, uh, and we can jump into that. And the second one was just kind of a, a reflection on how 
how much wisdom mm-hmm. I guess it took on Abram's part to say, you know what, let's just separate now before it turns into a fight. Um, I, I kind of looked at Proverbs uh, seventeen fourteen for that. That's to paraphrase basically is that starting a fight is like opening a dam. You know, once you release the floodwaters, you really can't stop it. So he kind of stops it before it starts. Hmm. So that's my two thoughts there. Um, I was kind of interested in y'all's thoughts on which, what would you do? You think, would you just stop the fight and separate from your family or would you, do you think you would actually have enough, I don't know, willpower to release your possessions and get rid of them? So we're, we're talking about like materialistic possessions, but I Mm -hmm. think, uh, we could kind of even open it up even further as like emotional possessions, if you will. Um, so sometimes we're going to find ourselves, you know, separated from our family in search of God through different things that we believe or, um, yeah, just having differences, uh, within, within our family. So say like your, your family doesn't believe in God, but you do (laughs) emotionally, you're still connected to him. Like Abram's still a relative of a lot. Um, but they, they want their, it's almost like they want their cake and eat it too type deal. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes that's just not going to work out for, for us. Sometimes like, you know, God said, or Jesus said, you know, cut, sometimes you're going to have to cut ties with with your family. This will separate, you know, the love for me is going to separate you from your family. Uh, so when I say emotional, uh, emotional things that you might lose, you might lose that tie to your family, you know, to, to stay with God. Um, but on the, on the other hand, like I, th- I think we do it today. We were talking about it earlier was like with alcohol and uh, different things that we, we did prior to being a Christian, you know, we, we had to separate ourselves from those to, um, you know, I should say alcohol, like just the, the partying mindset, the, you know, pornography, all this other things. We separated ourselves from that stuff to obey God. So to, to your point, um, with these materialistic things that they, again, I just think it's like a, have your cake and eat it too. It's like, do we want to follow God and have all these things? Or if we got rid of these things, uh, we could be a family. We could follow God together. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm we, following it. I'm like trying to like put it up in something that we do now today. Yeah. Cannot serve God and the things of the world. Yeah. You have to, you have to choose one. Um, I, I, I think, uh, to your point, Matt, I think, um, you know, he's, he's, we're, we're looking at it maybe in terms of these are livestock. And so like, I'm trying to have an introspective, reflective time. Like what right. would I do? Um, would but I that's try wealth, to, right? So we were told in, yeah, in, so I'm in thinking, 12, that's, I'm trying to like transfer wealth. it all to like modern day times, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. maybe vehicles, big houses, <laughs> mm-hmm. lake houses, stuff like that. Um, so maybe, uh, we can equate it better, compare it better. Um, would we would we be so quick to separate from those things, or would we say like, "Hey, bro, like you go, you know yeah. where you want to go, and if you're going to go to the left or to the right, I'll go the opposite way." Yeah, but I think he does he does show some show some humility there, and like letting giving Lot the first pick. But uh, like I was like I was saying, going back to like that introspective, what would I do yeah. uh, in that case? Um, Certainly, I think there's there's a time uh, to separate um, from family, like you said, if 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 they're going the opposite way of Christ and um, what you feel uh, called to do. Um, if Christ is leading you in a different direction, you have to you have to go where Christ is leading you. No doubt about it. 
Um, but if we have a problem with somebody, we should go to that person. Yeah. Um, I think they, sure. you know, you also mentioned Matt, like just giving up some possessions, maybe, you know, giving yeah. it to other people. Um, that's, that's really why you guys are separating because you're both so rich. Like that seems strange <laughs> to us now. Um, why don't you, know, you give some of that away so that you can preserve the relationship? Um, these are all things that I'm just thinking about, um, and, and trying to have like a realistic mindset of like, what would I do? Um, but I think there, there's definitely some application there as far as, all right, um, you have a problem with somebody, go to that person. They didn't necessarily have a problem with each other, right? It's talking about his herdsmen and uh, exactly. Lot's herdsmen and Abram's herdsmen. Um, so the strife wasn't necessarily with each other, um, but there was still an obvious problem there. Yeah. And they could have been so far removed from the, that thing at that point because, we, like we said, they're pretty much tribe leaders at this yeah, point. Sure. Yeah, sure. So it's just sure. things going on. But it is theirs. It's yeah. their property. So if we look at, like, uh, I, I would say if we want to look at things that kind of get messy today is, like, property boundary. Mm-hmm. Like, your property boundary. And you see, like, people's oh, yeah. dogs get on your yard or their animals cut their yard, cut cut your fence and all these other things. And then I, I, I think we're going to struggle a little bit trying to tie that, that portion in. Yeah. But I, I do like your pool of, you know, going the altar portion, like coming back to God and God's not going to listen to you until you fix that main problem That's in, right. in your life. That's that was really, you are hitting right, right on my, uh, my, my third thing I got from this chapter that I thought was really big was that as you read this chapter, the way it's presented to us and the orders presented to us is so Abraham or Abram, his wife and Lot moved back from leave Egypt, go to Canaan, goes back to his original place, moves back to God, right? Yep. Then you see the big strife. And so you don't get an answer. He's going back to his altar, but he's not really hearing from God yet, at least the way the chapter reads, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see him fix this problem, this strife, whatever's going on between his herdsmen and Lot's herdsmen, which then, you know, affects their relationship potentially, yeah. right? So then you see him go to Lot to fix the issue and say, you go left, I'll go right, or right. you know, vice yeah. versa, right? Um, so I think... It, I, I know we tried to tie in some things. I'm, I'm thinking I'm reading that a little more literal. Um, like when Lot was moving about with Abram, also had flocks, herds, and tents. Those tents are people. Like they're full of people. So, yes. But the land could not support them. So they had right. to find some kind of way. And you had the Canaanites and the Perizzites in there too. Um, they were also living in that land. Um so I think it was just a, a a sign of wisdom from Abram uh, to say, "Hey, let's let's separate." I don't necessarily think that they could have gave up possessions. I mean, because what are you going to do? Kill a bunch of cattle? Like, yeah, just have a feast. You, you know, just you know the all the sticks. Feast. All but, the sticks. <laughs> and I just had this. Like, I think they had to separate in a way. Yeah. Like, and I just had this like weird uh, thought process because we're always trying to fight to get like. How can somebody apply it today? Think about today, like when you go to the altar call and, and you're sitting up there and you're praying and you have this thing on the back of your mind. Maybe it is the fight with the neighbor. Maybe it is a, you know, uh, you did somebody wrong at work or you have this like weird thing that that is going to get that. Pretend that's your wall between you and God, because you're not clear minded when you go to the altar. You're thinking about this this problem more than you're thinking about. Uh, you, you're thinking about your conversation you're about to have with God. 
Um, so same as today, like it, it's tough to go to the altar and with, with some kind of, you know, problem. Yeah. And that's, you're, you're, you're hitting all over my, my, my last, last thought on this chapter. And that's that, you know, he, they had this issue, whatever this issue was, but, and it could have been huge. Like it's going to turn into like, you're saying it's tents full of people, right? That's well, a, I'm, I'm these thinking tents represent, they, you know, they were thinking about more than just themselves. Abram and Lot's yeah. relationship. They, and, they had a lot of, yeah. That's oh, a yeah. valid point. Yeah. So that's a good point, Nick. Um, so I, and you see that, so after this is reconciled, essentially, between them separating, that's how, what fi- fixes the issues, right, is them having to separate. That's when God finally does answer Abram in the last part of this chapter. It's like, okay, cool. So I, the way I read it and I thought about it was, so went to the altar to find God. God doesn't respond immediately, goes to Lot and fixes whatever these, you know, reconciles the issues they were having between the lands and stuff like that, and the resources. And then God starts to answer him. And it made me think about... Um, Matthew chapter five that we covered could have been probably a couple months back now, I guess. Yeah. Um, and basically again to like paraphrase was like you were just saying, you go to the altar and if you have an issue between you and someone else, it says to leave your gift at the altar, leave whatever you're asking for at the altar or whatever it is. Right. And go find that person and reconcile your differences and then come back to the altar. So you all, you see that almost played out exactly here with Abram and Lot. Like, yeah. Here's an issue I have. I go to God. I'm getting no res- response. Maybe it's because he had this issue. He goes and reconciles that and mm-hmm. comes back, and now God answers him. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, it's the cool. Lord said to Abram after Lot had parted from yep, him. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So it's pretty cool to see that played out. Matthew five played out in early in, on in, in Genesis thirteen. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I think the further we get through this through the Old Testament, we're going to see it multiple oh, times. I'm sure, absolutely. There's so much repeat of the of just people messing up and and not understanding like the the full context but also like we talked about in matthew like we sit here we we judge these people but they didn't have the guidebook sure you know what i mean like this hasn't been written for these for for abram so he doesn't know how to handle Mm -hmm. those situations so it's it's almost like the the testament thing where like you you're you're right now you're in the worst part of your life but you're just building a testimony for the next guy who has to who who sees who has these, you know, uh, hardships come by him. And you can say, Hey man, this is what I did, you know, through God. Yeah. And I think Abram handled the situation in love and humility. Yeah. Right. It sounds like, um, which definitely, uh, applies to the modern day circumstances. We live in such a non-confrontational, very much victim society. (laughs) Um, right. And, and so, yeah, we got problems every day with people, right? Um, and how often are we going to those people, and having the difficult conversations that we don't really want to have, but we got a problem with that person, so we go to them directly. Yeah, we don't complain about it to other people. We don't talk about it to other people, and you know, yeah. look for like feelings, similar feelings, uh, just to justify what we're thinking or what we're doing. Um, you know, you got a problem with somebody go to that person. Um, and I think that's such a beautiful, uh, we, we just do, we don't do that enough, man. Like and for the most part, when you we're do constantly that. going the other way, yeah. we're constantly like avoiding. taking our problems to other people and avoiding yeah. just fixing that issue with yeah. that person. And, and when you do that, like, it's so, it's funny because most of the time when you have a problem with somebody, it works out, doesn't it? It works out. And then the other thing is like, you guys become friends. Yeah. You get closer because yeah. you were so passionate about these, yeah. this same, probably the same topic. So obviously you guys have stuff to, uh, 
my wife and her one of her really good friends like hated each other and they finally like sat down and talked and found out like both their husbands were in the military like there was like all these like things but they were just work you know work friends at one point and then out of nowhere, my wife, my wife's one of those people that are just going to go up in your face and let you know. Yeah, we're and we're probably like we, with the line of work that that we're in, like we probably yeah, definitely can fall in line there. Yeah, um, because what I find out is is there's a lot of politics, right? And, yeah, and that could go for any everyone's job, right? It's not just like military or whatever. It, it, there's always going to be politics at play, um, and like social engineering, yeah, as they call it. Um, but it really is a beautiful thing, man. If you just go to somebody that you're having a, a problem with face to face and behind closed doors, yeah, right, like behind, not not where everybody can can see or hear, so that you're like diminishing them or they you, um, or like or you're embar- trying to make or, a spectacle or embarrassing them, right. yeah, or yeah, trying yeah. to make an expect a spectacle. You're just going to them in love and humility, like Abram went to Lot, yeah, and you're fixing the issue and you're solving the issue. Some good modern day application there. And, and I would definitely... You'll see it generally works out if you do that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I would definitely, you know, God first, you know, like find out what he's thinking. Like, am I in the wrong? Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Look, look at every outcome. You know, if, if you want to apply this to your life, look at every outcome. Like, what's the possible outcome? And then, you know, do what Nate just said. You know, take him, to, take him aside. Take him into, like, another room. Do whatever you got to do. And then... We 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 we're we're out of time, but it would be a lot, it'd be really cool if we would have talked about how to handle somebody within church, because we could have tied that in. Like a, a lot of people mis misread, uh, not misread, but like we just we see stuff and we're like, well, he's a Christian and he goes to my church, so he must he must be talking to God. But we see things you know, uh, every day within our Christian family, it might not be your church, but our Christian family. And you're like, man, I don't, I don't think you're, you're, you're going astray, you know? And then like, how can we, how can we talk to that person without Mm. looking, looking like Like a holier than thou type guy? But like in reality, you really do just care about him and you want to see him succeed. So, uh, there's so much, but we're out of time. So many things. One point, Matt, uh, John, before we, knock it off i was yeah. uh right there at the end after this resolution of conflict here the lord comes to him and reassures him of his promise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um all the land that you see will give to you and your offspring forever i will make your offspring like the dust of the earth so if anyone could count the dust then your offspring could be counted um and you know that's just that reassurance of of uh of god's promise in his life um even though he hasn't had his, has his son yet, but I felt like that was a good point to, uh, to, to at least touch on, um, that God's going to come back and, and yeah. And reaffirm, you'll see that again. Reaffirm it's coming his back. word. Living by faith. Re- I, I, I right. mean, we're out of time, but still like, oh, I got one more. All right, go ahead. All right. <laughs> Hammer down. So you, you, you read just a few more verses down 17 and 18. I think it's so cool that God tells me, go for a walk. The lands right. I've promised you, they're not yours yet, but walk through them. So, like, I think you don't have, you, like, we have to walk through things sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to walk through them knowing that uh, through faith, like Abraham does. Like, we walk through our own trials and stuff <clears> all the time. But we have, we, have, we have promises from God, and we always know he keeps his promises. I think that's huge. And just as it talks about in um, Hebrews eleven nine. Abram, it says he was a sojourner in the land, and he walked by faith. 
Like, mm-hmm. so just, this whole time he's just walking by faith because he knew what God promised him. And we see him stumble. We're going to see that a lot. But I think it's a huge, huge takeaway in this chapter is right there at the end. It's kind of hidden is the amount of faith it takes to trust God sometimes, but you know he keeps his promises, so it's worth it in the end. Right. <sighs> Sorry, I had to get that out. It came Very in. Good. We got to get it out. <laughs> we got any, any other closures? Nope. Five closers is the max. I think we're there. (laughs) (laughs) All the closing thoughts. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. What do you got? You got it. You got to buzz off. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. It is John, Matt, and Nick. You know, our thing and our big takeaway from everything that we're doing right now is to help you find Christ. Without him, we would be nothing, and this podcast would be nothing. In Romans 10, 13... For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's all you need to do. You need to profess your love for Jesus Christ, open your heart, and let him into your life. Uh, Find a friend, tell them, pray about it, do whatever you got to do. But there's a reason that you are listening to this podcast. If you're already saved, go save a friend.